my dailies feel so surreal because I'm not doing design half of the time, which is what I identify myself as is a graphic designer. And is that all I am, just a designer? I, I'm not meant to just sit in front of a computer and you know, plug away and move pixels around. I, I'm meant for more. Welcome to Natural Tendencies. I'm your host, Rick Braden. Join us as we hear the real issues affecting real people that truly and deeply impact their work performance. Anxiety, depression, conflict, marital problems, trauma, grief, and loss. Right here, right now, right on! You just made a great opening statement, Yamina. I want to be me all the time. What's that mean? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Because um, I, this whole summer, I've been kind of wrestling with that, actually. Um, and it's kind of been a, an ongoing theme um, in my daily life, just trying to figure that out. Because, um, well, you know, I, I run, and I've been training for the Chicago Marathon all through the summer, and it was awful, miserable. I hated it. Um, and that was really weird because I started running because it was fun. And then through that process, I'm like, well, why am I even doing this? You know, why am I trying so hard? Why do I want to break four hours? Is this really what I want to do? Do I want to do it because I want to make my running coach proud or because I want my husband to be proud of me? All this other stuff. So I started off um, reading, actually Mary Beth turned me into the confidence code. Um, and I started reading that because we were having all these issues with Full Sail Labs and we had to fire all these people. And then part of that was like, well, what do I do now? Am I going to still be a designer at Full Sail? Am I even going to stay at Full Sail? Am I in the right field? So there were all these questions of, was I doing the right thing? And then, and I felt like I lost my identity there for a little bit, you know? And then I read the confidence code and then the whole thing, running thing happened. And then that kind of added to that, like, well, is this, is this really who I am and is this really where my identity is? And um, I finally decided that, um, that I was just kind of kind of find myself in the end. And I went towards the end of the halfway through marathon training, I decided, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm, I'm not, I'm supposed to run 18 miles today. I'm only gonna run 11, I don't care. This is what I have and this is what I feel like, because nobody's gonna tell me that I'm going to run 18 miles today. Cause, and that was part of it. Like My running coach was like, well, you only ran uh, this pace, or you only ran 18 miles, you were supposed to do 11. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're not my boss. So I kind of felt like, <laughs> who the heck are you? Uh, so I'm trying to figure out like, who's gonna give me, who's the person that's giving me instructions, telling me how to live my life? Nobody should be doing that, um, except for, God really so uh, halfway through marathon training I decided I was gonna get rid of all kinds of goals and ran the, my best marathon that was not my best time and it was awesome I enjoyed it all I enjoyed my husband at mile 21 and at mile 24 and it rained on us and it was great and I heard the music I just I love that city so much so I I really enjoyed it and I left thinking you know 
that was that was really good. I did me that day. I I just went out there and I just had fun and for me and not for anybody else. So um, so that was just really good and just trying to realize that I I mean in the, in the end really I want to do things for God, not for anybody else, you know. I mean the Bible tells us not to do things for human masters is Nobody in this earth is my master except for him, except for God. So that's kind of where I am now. What does that even mean? Do things for God? Yeah. What do things that to mean? please him and do things that please him. According do you? To I try, definitely. I'm a, uh, I think the biggest thing is. Um, is loving people the way that he would love us. So that's kind of where I start is, is doing that. And then, uh, and then not feeling like I, that my identity is in the things that I do on a daily basis because I'm gonna fail at, at those things. And at the end of the day, when I fail, that's not what's gonna make me, me. If, at work, for example, my role has changed a little bit. So um, I was just telling Bob, like, my dailies feel so surreal because I'm not doing design half of the time, which is what I identify myself as, as a graphic designer. And is that all I am, just a designer? I, I'm not meant to just sit in front of a computer and you know, plug away and move pixels around. I, I'm meant for more. And so that's kind of where I've, I've been kind of shifting a little bit even here at Full Sail, just kind of putting myself out there and meeting more people, networking, and just being part of a, of a community instead of being like my own little hmm. bubble, you know. Is that, does that take courage? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, it's an unknown, right? When you, when you just put yourself out there, it's vulnerable. Vulnerable of what? What's vulnerable? You're, when you when you let people know more about you, uh, you there's more room for um, people to say no. You know, just the feeling. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, okay so I'm I'm thinking about being vulnerable. So. That to me ties to a word like ex you're exposed in a way. Yes. And if you're exposed, people can see you. And if they see you, actually finish this sentence. If people see me vulnerable ex and exposed, the thing I fear most is weakness. Yes. And what would weakness look like? I have no idea. Yeah. Overly emotional or not being able to stand my ground wow. or not following through or that's... And what I if mean, that I'm not happened? 
Oh, I don't know. I guess that's part of the struggle, right? Of, what if it happened? If, I mean, well... What would happen? Nothing. Something. Would it prove to you that you're weak and vulnerable and you really are emotional and you really can't keep it together and you don't really have it together? But I would don't it prove have it together. <laughs> so it would confirm it and then it would be real what? Uh, no. I'm, I guess in an ideal world it will just push me to... To do what? Keep going. Going where? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> going where? Doing uh, what? Proving to who? To nobody. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Really? But they can't see Except you as me. weak and emotional. Oh, oh no. to you. Prove it to you that you're strong. Why? Prove it to you that you got yes. it together. Stop. Stop what? I don't know. Whatever it is you're doing. What's it creating? I don't well, know how to answer half of these what, questions. Okay, so let's answer with your body. What, do you feel tension anywhere? What do you feel in your stomach? What do I feel in my stomach? Nothing. I feel here. Okay, what do you feel you, you there? Got my heart's racing. Your heart's racing. Let me see. She's now checking her Oh, it's not. Okay, marathon, no, I'm good. I'm at 57. runner <laughs> kind of watch. But see, 58. No, to just move to 58, and there's an attention <laughs> there, and it distracts her from the uncomfortableness of this very strange <laughs> line of questioning. <laughs> and then we laugh somewhat nervously, both of us. No, I don't like when I can. I don't laugh nervously when I'm with you. Do what? I don't laugh nervously when I'm with you. You don't? You laugh in a relaxed manner? <laughs> what is no, I just laugh. <laughs> yeah, you do. You laugh, and I, you know, this is a really trip. <laughs> so I'm going to come right back into the line of questioning. Okay, yeah, one at a time. <laughs> if I'm vulnerable and exposed, what I fear most is weakness. Weakness. I don't. It's not that I what fear... Is Tell me what weakness means to you. What is weakness? Uh, I, it depends on what the situation is. So I guess not being able to... I guess falling apart when, time gets, when times get rough. Not being, able, not being able to keep it together emotionally when times are rough. And, and therefore not being able to find a solution or move past it, you know. I'm not saying that that's... So are you afraid that it could just, like, unravel you? Yeah, that people could see me as that type of person, and, I guess. Is okay, more than all right, so now, yeah. so now I see you as an emotional wreck who doesn't have it together. And what happens now? I have no idea. Is that well, it? Well, will I ever know, though, if people see me that way? Would you want to? I don't want people to see me that way. Definitely. You don't? No. Why not? I don't know. Do you? So, yeah, sometimes I actually do. Actually, sometimes I want people to know that I don't have it together and that I don't have the answers and that I'm totally fucking lost and I feel like a fraud. And even until like five years ago, I would have dreams that like the psychology board or something would come and say, you didn't finish these classes. and. You really don't know what you're doing, and 
and it's like all true and my worst fears have been realized and the deeper question to me is okay somebody sees me in my absolute what I consider my absolute worst I'm a fraud I don't know what I'm doing I have no gifts I'm untalented I'm unattractive I'm stupid and people have realized it and I've always feared it. it's true myself and now people know it and is anybody going to love me That has definitely gone on in my heart, because that's where we feel it. True. These are emotional realities we're talking about. Yeah, but we think it. And then we think it, and then we feel it, and then we think it, and it goes on and on and on, and then we try to talk ourselves out of it. And sometimes we don't have it together, and sometimes we are a mess, and sometimes we don't have the answers. And we can live with that. Yeah, definitely. But to me, it's still frustrating because I have control issues. <laughs> lack of control. <laughs> lack of control. Yeah. Like the earth spinning 600 plus miles an hour. Like the sun being the exact distance to neither fry us or freeze us. <laughs> like the oxygen in the air that's precisely yeah. the right thing to keep us alive. Like you got all that under control, do you? I, well, no, I can't control any of that. <laughs> because I just trust so, it. So really, so really nothing that truly matters. gravitational pulls and such. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff matters. Does it I matter a lot? Well, <laughs> we don't really think about that stuff, you know, because it just yeah, happens. Yeah, because you're, busy trying, to, you're too busy trying to control shit that doesn't matter. But who thinks about that stuff? You are right now. Well, now, now I am because you're getting into my head. <laughs> you came here for me to get into your head. <laughs> Didn't you? Well, yeah. Because part of you wants that and part of you doesn't. But you... I but know. It's like, you know... Um, yeah, there's a there's a level of excitement that comes with that, you know, like really, like you do things behind, you know, when people behind closed doors or behind people's backs, and you're like, you say that they're not gonna find me out. Oh my god! And then it gets exciting. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Like yeah, I don't want to get him. I don't want you to get him to my head. But at the same time, like yeah, let's see how much how much you know how much can you get into my head. Mm. Yeah, so there's an aliveness. There's an aliveness when you start to push into those areas that are a little scary. Yes. Then that aliveness on one level is really compelling because it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. You tingle, your heart beats. It's like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And that's, and we, I, I think we all crave that and we're all terrified of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. So what you're doing is so natural, so common, and I don't know if all of us do this, but it's sort of this pushing out a little, getting a little close to the edge, mm -hmm. and then kind of coming back. It's like, wait, that's a little too scary. Yeah. That's a little too scary. 
And what I found is if you, if a person learns to sort of push out to the to the edge of some of their fears and and sort of explore them and get to the point where they they like they need to stop they need to look at their watch they need to laugh whatever that's a way of stopping and pulling out of that space it's a technique it's okay. unconscious but it's something you do and then we get into a more comfortable spot like we are now and then you push out a little bit what i found is if if people sort of do that it's like breathing that if we are willing to have a little bit of courage to go out there a little bit, then the next time we may be able to go out a little further. Mm-hmm. And then that which used to really scare us and terrify us, now it's not so scary. Like, oh, that's nothing. I can easily go to that space. Yeah. So I could even imagine a scenario where you're just a total mess. Like you look terrible. <laughs> you are just at your I worst. Never There's like, the, yeah, I'm not saying we're ready. And your body language just stiffened so intensely even at the thought of that because you identify with not being like that so strongly, so tightly hold on to it. I try, I try. Except for something in the morning. Yeah. That's when, you know, everything's. But nobody sees that. Nobody. Well, my husband. Yeah. He sees that. As he, he's probably seen you at what you would consider your worst? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Maybe. I, I would have, well, maybe. There may be worse than the there worst could be. he's seen. I mean, yeah. How deep does it go, really? Like, how you bad? You never know. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? You never know. You never know. It could be so bad you never get it together, and then you're placed in a horrid mental institution. Yeah. And you're just on tons of medications. Mm-hmm. Like, that could happen. That could happen. Totally. How do you feel about aging? Terrified. Of what? So you so you're gonna age. Yes. You're gonna grow old. Yes. You're gonna get sick. And you're gonna die. Yes. Yeah, I always said that I only wanted to live to fifty six. That way I wouldn't have to like deal too much with the whole body falling apart portion of life. How do you I get the sense that you identify a lot with your looks and your body and being youthful and attractive and that's a big part of what you identify with. Yes. And it's absolutely going to change. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So it seems to me that it would be a path of wisdom to start coming to terms with that. Yes. Because that is reality of the body. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was up and it goes down. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting how things have, like right now, because I'm I'm imagining that one day I'll wake up and I'll look like my mom, you know? Highly, highly likely. <laughs> but I feel things are starting to happen slowly, though. So who knows? Maybe I won't notice. You know, well, it's such a slow process that I won't notice. I wouldn't mind looking like my mom, though. Um, at the age she is, she's 72, and she looks fantastic. But, um, but she is also very well. Like she, 
I grew up watching her, you know, massage her face and her eyes and the creams and the thing and dyeing her hair and, you know. Oh, those are powerful identifications, aren't they? Yeah. They go so, deep. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Are you more terrified of falling apart and being an emotional mess or being an ugly old hag? Uh, when an, wait, <laughs> emotional mess? Yeah, um, this is the first thing we talked about. Oh, okay, my, oh. I guess emotional mess, because that's more, more current. That can happen at any time, right? So. <laughs> that can happen tomorrow or right now. So, this, yeah, but the looking like a like an old hag, I guess. Man, that would suck. I don't want to look like an old hag. <laughs> <laughs> There's such thing as aging gracefully, right? Is there? <laughs> I think so. I yeah, think so don't too. you think so? I, think so I yeah. do. I do. And I also know that in our country, we just spend billions and billions of dollars on anti-aging products. Yes, that's true. And I wonder if we spent as much time and energy on accepting reality that we are of the nature to grow old. And we are not going to continually look youthful. It's not going to happen. That's true. We'd be a happier society. I think we'd be a happier society. I think you're exactly right. So I'm just wondering if you would want to put any energy into that. I mean, I'm, I don't Boy, agree. your face is all contorted like, God, no, no way. Uh, put energy what into like looking Accept young or no. into accepting? Oh, into the accepting part? Um, yeah, I think. I think I would be okay with that. I I feel like I'm starting to, you know, when I first saw my first gray hair, I'm like, what? And then that changes, right? Like, you know. What a change with some dye? No, no, I don't dye my hair. Um, so you still just have one somewhere? I still, well, actually, I have two more that one of my coworkers <laughs> gave me six months ago. But <laughs> <laughs> a little gift. Yes, or one of the one of the people I managed. But anyway, um, you know the story. Uh, and then, uh, and then, as time has progressed, I'm like, oh, you know, I guess I could just go. I've seen some cool gray hair. I'd be okay with with that. I'd much rather that than spending the time and dyeing my hair. But yeah, no, I don't have that kind of time. I really don't. Time is precious. I'm, I mean, even my makeup, I don't spend, I spend five minutes on my face in the morning. That's the, that's all the time I have. A friend of mine was asking, do you do, you do this? And she's like, what? I'm just amazed that myself and most everybody were just so consumed with these ideas of the body. You know, it's yeah. really funny because one of the ways that I've worked with people who have like sexual addictions or real problems with lust is let's just say a man who lusts mm -hmm. for women, I'll have them imagine seeing their internal organs and especially like their digestive tracts and defecating 
and the smells associated with the truth of what's inside the digestive process and blood and tissue and sinews and such it does a lot that sounds kidding. fabulous. <laughs> 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 Another happy day at Natural Tendencies. <laughs> We're contemplating what's on the inside. Have you the contemplated bile today? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you could you see. You have an interesting technique. You can see how that might dissuade some you know, sexual craving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but for how long, though? It'll keep coming back. Well, it keeps coming back, but we're talking about management here. Oh, okay. We're not talking about fixing. Mm. That's a myth about, like, psychology and personal growth and stuff, is this idea that we're going to be fixed. Yeah. yeah that's that's not it, man. Just want to manage it. We Management, acceptance dealing with these are more realistic like facing that. honestly to the degree mm -hmm. you can having a little bit of courage to push out a little bit step outside of what's usual customary and known to you into the unknown taking the risk to let go of a little control at times why i don't know <laughs> i don't know why would you ever do that you said you had control issues i was just joking Really? No, I was just joking about the why would I want to let go of control. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said you have control. But I do have control. What does that even mean? It means that <laughs> I'm looking at my watch thinking it is 2.48 and I have a thing at 3 that I have to go through. That's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. That's the control issues I have. <laughs> At Behavioral Essentials, we intend to help a lot of people, and today we hope we helped you. So join us for our next session, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and visit our website at behavioralessentials.com. Thanks for listening.